ever feel like you're doing this teaching thing alone? You don't have to be. Share Teaching is all about sharing the workload through the power of collaboration and teamwork. Together, we'll walk through all the difficult parts of teaching and learn how to streamline our processes, fine-tune our time management, and develop a more manageable workload. If that sounds like a dream come true to you, then welcome to the Shared Teaching Podcast. Let's share in the teaching to make those dreams a reality. Now here's today's Shared Teaching. Welcome back to the Shared Teaching Podcast. I'm your host, Susan of Shared Teaching, and you are listening to episode number 33, where we're going to discuss how to take your spelling assessments and make them automated. So if we think about McDonald's, McDonald's has everything on automation, and they're even looking now at turning in their drive-through even more automated than it already is. So you might have noticed if you go to McDonald's recently, you pull up to the drive-through and a little voice comes over and says, are you using the app or would you like to try this? That is automated. So as soon as your car drives up, it's giving you that message. So how can we take this idea of automation and apply it to our teaching? And the way I've come up with it is I do it with my second grade spelling test. Now, it wasn't always second grade. I started this way back when I taught first grade, probably over 15 years ago, maybe 13 years ago. It's been a while. (laughs) So what I did is I decided I was going to record my spelling tests. And this way, whenever the students needed the test, I just sit them down on a computer and they can listen to it. Now, back in the day, this meant a very old PC desktop and I recorded it using, I wanna say Windows Movie Maker, which I don't even know if they install on PCs anymore because I've long since switched over to a Mac. But anyway, the kids would sit down, they would listen to their spelling test through headphones, and they would take the test that way. And each student had a different list, and I talk all about how I differentiate these lists in a previous post that I did called Differentiate Spelling in Minutes for First and Second Graders. So if you want to take a look at the show notes and go to shareteaching.com, forward slash literacy. You can find that post on differentiating spelling and I walk you through step-by-step exactly how I do it and how it runs in my classroom even today. So currently I've been in school, this is my fourth week, so just under a month and there's kind of a revolving door going between kids that are absent and students that have to be absent for quarantine. So I feel like I can't even keep up. So the fact that I have my tests kind of on autopilot stored on the computer makes it very easy for students to keep up with things like the spelling and I can assign and test them even if they're out of the classroom. So it's been pretty much a lifesaver for me between this year and last year and it works pretty easy. So this is my last in a series all about how I teach and assess sight words. There are three previous posts and blog post episodes all about how I do my 
um, sight word spelling. So if you want to take a look at those, you are welcome. Again, at shareteaching.com forward slash literacy. And you will see them all linked on this current post for spelling assessment. Okay, so the first step to automating your spelling assessment is to decide what sequence you will be teaching spelling. Are you going to follow a set spelling program that you use in your basal curriculum? Do you have a specific phonics pattern that you like to use, starting with like short vowels, progressing into long vowels, and then maybe diphthongs? Are you using some kind of word study program like I am, using words their way? Or are you just using high-frequency words? Once you decide that, then you can get into the recording part. So personally, and I've talked about this before, I use a mix of half and half sight words from the Dolch list and word study patterns from Words Their Way. And within the Words Their Way, I use a program that I purchased from Lanisha Tab, Education with an Apron, I believe is her store name. And I haven't actually tried it yet. I'm going to start here next week, but I'm hoping it will work very smoothly. I do have to find a couple harder lists for my students that have just mastered most of the sight word spelling assessment that goes with words their way for the spelling inventory. But other than that, I think it's going to work well. She already has the list ready to go, so I can take those words plus the sight words list that I give them, and then they will have a list of 10 words that they're testing. So I'm just trial running the word study part this year to see how I like it. I'm not pre-recording those videos. I'm just doing the sight words because it can take a while to get a good system in place, so you don't really need to feel that pressure to have to do everything immediately. Take the time to see which is going to work best for you. Maybe one week you're going to try it one way. It didn't work. It was a disaster. Try it a different way the next week. Once you find what works, then you can think about automating it. (laughs) But you just really want to make sure the key is to make it work for you and your classroom. Because if it's not going to work for your classroom, why spend the hours that you're going to need to record and create the PowerPoints? Okay, so once you decide what exactly you're going to be assessing and what list you're going to be using, the next step is to record them. So I record myself giving the tests. I, you know, it's very super simple, like you would give any spelling test. I'll be like, list one, number one. And I will say the word, I will give a sentence, I will say the word again. It does take some time to train students on doing this. I've noticed so far this year, a lot of my students are like trying to write those sentences. They're asking me like, what do I write? So spending time to practice this is going to be key to making it run smoothly the rest of the year. I always say invest up front in the time you're taking to do your classroom management behavior pieces, and then it'll pay off in the long run. So even though you might seem silly spending like six weeks on how to stand in line, how to get your supplies out, it's going to pay off in the long run. So the same thing with how to give a spelling test. Students need to be very clear on what exactly they're doing, and you can make it silly. I have a sample spelling assessment that I use that is with my purchase program that 
uses words for animals, so dog, cat, and the kids can get an idea of how the spelling test works using words that aren't actually on their test. So I would recommend you trying to do some kind of practice test for them as well. Okay, so you want to make sure that you record each spelling list as a separate recording. This way you can assign that specific list to a certain student. And it's not going to be, okay, fast forward to minute five, that's your list, right? It's just going to be that recording that's only, you know, a minute and a half long is your test of five words. So I don't feel that it's necessary for you to invest in a microphone. I personally have one um, because I do the podcasting. I have a blue microphone, blue Yeti that I like a lot. Um, I do not recommend it because it can be a little pricey. It's not necessary necessary if you have a good computer audio system already. So just use what you have, see how you like it, do a quick test, check it before committing to recording the entire test for several minutes and finding out it just doesn't work, the sound quality's not there. If it's just for you and your students, it's probably not necessary to recommend or invest in an outside source. Okay, so I found the easiest way to create recordings is to make a PowerPoint slide for each word and then record myself as I play the slideshow. So then my recording becomes embedded into the presentation. Now, if you have a Mac, you can record your presentations using QuickTime. QuickTime is actually how I recorded every single lesson last year when I was the distance teacher. And I just simply presented my screen. I used QuickTime to kind of box out only the portion of my screen that I wanted to record because they don't need to see like my clock in the corner and my battery signal. (laughs) So I just made the box around only the presentation and then I could just talk and click through the presentation and record. You can do the same thing to record a PowerPoint slideshow to do your assessments, which is exactly how I created my program for sight word spelling. Now, if you're a PC user, you can use Loom, which is free, but I believe it limits you to having only five minutes per recording, and then there's only so many recordings you're allowed to do. So check out the parameters first before trying to use Loom and find out halfway through that you don't have enough limits or you have too many limits rather to get through all the recordings that you need to make. I did find an article that kind of walks you through a variety of different ways on how to record using screen systems. So you can check that out through this spelling assessment article on sharedteaching.com forward slash literacy should be the first one on top. Okay, so once you have those videos and you've recorded yourself and they're individual videos, you want to figure out how you're going to test the spelling. And of course, simplest is always the best way. And one of the ways, one of the simplest ways I have found out to assess the spelling is to have a dedicated device This way, any student that's testing will know exactly what they need to do when they get to that device. Because if you suddenly have different computers, a tablet one day, a PC another day, they're going to get confused, possibly, on what to do when they see this new version of a system on how to take their test. 
So you keep it very simple, maybe only having them go to the same computer each time, it's gonna make it a lot easier. Also, maybe just a way you upload the videos, such as Google Classroom, where they know to always log into their Google Classroom, they'll find the video in their assignments. That's also an easy way to make it consistent. So my second graders find this really easy after they have some practice. It does take some practice of having them be able to find and search for files. But once they get that down, it's pretty easy. They don't really need a lot of support from me. And of course, I always have somebody in my job crew, such as the support crew, that deals with technology. So they're gonna be their go-to if I'm unavailable. They'll ask the support crew for help on how to find their file correctly. So in order to help with the consistency, I like to label the assessments in files that make sense. So calling folders by the month, like let's say August and September, and then just placing the assessment inside the appropriate month doesn't work for me because I have my students self-paced for spelling. So just because it was the beginning of the school year list and supposedly given in August, doesn't mean someone's not gonna be taking that test in December. So I like to just call my list by a number, and then within the numbers, I have five categories, which are colors. So you have the red list, the orange, and so the rainbow order. And so within the red list, so you're on red list number one, they would find the folder that says red spelling list, and then they would look for file number one, and then that's how they would know which test they need to take. So I try to make it as simple as possible. It's going to make sense to me and also to my students. So think about that when you're trying to label things and you're creating these folders and your file system for storing the folders. Okay, so having these videos and files available means that it's super simple to add them to Google Classroom or even Canvas to assign tests to the students online. So I've detailed this in my spelling product that is for purchase if you want a done-for-you system. So if you're not teaching online, I also recommend Google Classroom, which unfortunately I am no longer allowed to use with students. I know who makes these decisions, not me, <laughs> but I will have to find an alternate way, which is probably just Canvas, to assign students these tests. So with in my spelling package, I also have an answer key, and I recommend this for you as well, even if you don't purchase my product, that you have some kind of answer key that can be printed off and given to a classroom volunteer if you're lucky enough to have them, or if you like students to help you grade, which I do not, because I don't like other students knowing each other's grades, so I keep that all very private in my classroom. The answer key is helpful if you have several students testing on a day and they're all on different lists. Having that answer key in front of you can very quickly help you grade them. So you just simply put it on top of the list, maybe paperclip them, take them home, and then later when you're looking through them, you're not wondering, okay, what were these words? What were those words? Because sometimes the lists might have like two, T-O and T-O-O or T-W-O. And if you're looking at it, maybe it looks right, but if you don't have the right list in front of you, it could be wrong depending on the context. So you want to make sure that you have an easy way to grade them. 
So even if you're just grading them for yourself, like I do, having that answer key is very helpful too. So once students pass their tests, I pass out the next list to them. I have it ready to go. Or if they don't pass, they take the same list home and they keep practicing to try again. Now, I will give them their recorded spelling list and I will attach it to a clean copy of the spelling list and I will send that home and I'll say, try again. And yes, you may have some memorization, but if I really want to be sneaky, instead of giving them the recording the second time, I might just give it to them myself and I will mix up the order of the words just so I know they didn't memorize it. So within my classroom, I actually this year purchased a file box, one of those regular file crates, and I have them hanging files inside and I have the copies ready to go. So each hanging file is designated for a list number. So within that is the flashcards that the students would get. So if they get a new list, they get the spelling list that they take home, the letter to their parents, and they have flashcards that go with it. And so I take both of those copies and I hand them out if they pass the test. If they don't pass the test, then I look for the one that they're currently on and I might give it to them again if they've lost their flashcards or they need a clean copy. I have it there ready to go. And as I get fewer copies, then I take a master and I go and make copies. So recording the tests and deciding on the order of the spelling list can be very time consuming at first, but it's totally worth putting in all that work. Now, every year, I can just simply reuse these pieces for my spelling and it's automated, just like how McDonald's runs their business, right? You know exactly what's gonna happen when you pull up to the drive-through or you go inside. They have a certain process with how they get the food out so it remains consistent for the most part. And we want our classroom running that way too. I don't want it to be very cookie cutter, right? I want it to be what each student needs, but there's certain pieces that we can automate and still remain differentiated, such as the spelling list. So that's really what I want you to take away from today is thinking about what part of my classroom can I do this to? What's going to make the most sense for me? How can I create a system that I can follow year after year? Because then that's one less thing on my plate the upcoming year that I don't have to worry about. So I want to know how will you work on automating your spelling this year? Please give me a shout out during iTunes if you're leaving a review because I will love to hear more about what you do, what works for you, or if you try this, give me a comment. Let me know. So thanks for listening and I will talk to you next week. Bye for now. If you've loved this show, then join me in sharing the teaching, hitting that subscribe button, and leaving us a review on iTunes, so we can be found by more teachers like you who are ready to start sharing the workload. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Find new episodes each week on shareteaching.com. Thanks for listening to the Share Teaching Podcast.
And I have a Bose microphone, which I like a lot. B-O-S-E, no wait, that's not even right. 